You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, a show about discovering strengths and solving problems. Let's get into it. Welcome to Heather Solves Everything. My guest today is Alex. We're talking about the Alex Project. She's got big goals for 2022, and we are going to be following her journey throughout the year. This is our second conversation. If you tuned into our last episode, then you know that um, we are digging into some of her goals for life balance. We are digging into some of her goals for um, having some time for herself, and we're going to talk about it today after she's had a little bit of time to execute and then after today's conversation we'll meet every month we'll be hearing from Alex we'll be checking in to see how her progress goes throughout the year so welcome back Alex thank you okay so you've had about a week to implement some of the things that we talked about. We just talked about having some lunchtime for yourself. We talked about having some um, real memory making time with your kids. So I'm looking forward to hearing how it has gone for the first week. And I've got some more questions for you. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Let's do this. Let's get into it. When we last left you in last week's episode, your biggest objective was to take an hour during the day to have what we're calling lunch hour. I want to hear how that's gone. But before we do that, let everybody know what's the big picture of the goals that you're working on for 2022? What's the, what's the Alex project? All right. So in 2022... I am working on me time. I am working on uh, life work balance flow. And of course, crossing the finish line of my half marathon, which is coming up soon. But mostly just focusing on what what brings me joy, what makes me feel happy. And uh, just a very, you know, I'm, at the end of the year, I want to look back and have made some really good memories with my family. Right. And we talked about ways that you can come in front of the curtain, you know, instead of always being behind the scenes and being, you know, kind of the the maker of the magic, but to come into the audience right. and, and experience life with your family. Yes. Instead of always being the orchestrator. Right. <laughs> now, why is this important for you right now in your life? So my boys are three and six. They're growing up really fast. My business is growing really fast. I've got lots of goals for myself. And I just kind of, you know, I get caught up in them sometimes and really want to be present, be um, be able to, to remember those memories because I'll have been present in the moment and be able to, to really pay attention to what's going on around me and take it all in. I remember you telling me a little bit about some signals that your life was, was giving you that that change was needed and that you needed to pay attention and and shift and pivot that tell us a little bit about what some of those signals were from your body and your life yeah so 2021 had a lot of doctor's appointments in it (laughs) (laughs) i had 
pushed a lot of things aside and neglected self-care for a long time. Not intentionally, but, you know, life happens. And we've all been living a crazy life these last few years. And um, uh, my body just started, you know, putting up, uh, what do you call that, flare signals or or red flags that, you know, was having heart palpitations, which... That's scary. (laughs) That's really scary to have, especially at 29 years old. You do not expect to have heart palpitations. Um, Went and saw, you know, cardiologists and um, did lots of heart tests. And um, we're still working through. We have one one more left to do. But um, they pretty much came back and said it was cumulative trauma of just not taking care of myself and that I needed to really put myself first and prioritize that if I wanted to have a happy, healthy life. I want to emphasize these words, cumulative trauma Mm -hmm. from not taking care of yourself. Yep. Wow. You're 29, Alex. 29. (laughs) I'm so glad that you noticed those flares. I love that, that idea of sending out flares. You know, we've talked on this program before about how your body talks to you and it sends you signals loud and clear that it needs care and it needs attention. And it's only when we, we notice and believe it, you know, and trust what we're hearing and and feeling from ourselves so that we can start to take action. And that's what you're doing now. Right. And there may have been signals way before this, but it it went that long, you know, and it finally got that bad where it was just, you know, it was time. It should have happened a long time ago. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you noticed, you listened, you believed yourself, Mm -hmm. you believed the doctors, and then you decided, okay, this is it. I'm taking action. And here's where I start with an hour for myself in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. So how's it going? It's going pretty good. I'm happy to, uh, to say that I did take my, my hour lunch each day. Um, there were, you know, thing, unexpected things that happened, but I rolled with the punches and um, I, I made it happen regardless. So I was really happy that I did that. I just taking that break in the middle of the day, um, I was really surprised at how productive I was able to be, even though, you know, I was um, kind of stepping away from work. Sometimes I think that, oh, I don't want to step away because I'm going to lose this this thought or I'm going to lose, you know, I'm going to lose something in stepping away. But But it was actually helpful. It was helpful. Right. In what way? Just being able to, um, well, go eat some food. Food is good. <laughs> and feed my body. <laughs> it's one of the flares. Yeah. <laughs> it food. really was. I mean, I, gosh, a lot of days in 2021, it would, I would feel my blood sugar drop and I would feel like I was going to pass out. And I looked at the clock and it was two o'clock and I hadn't eaten anything. So that was why just making a lunch hour. Like I have to eat. I know that. And, um, so I set the timer, I took my lunch, I ate and actually found a really good thing that came out of it that I did not expect. And that was that it initiated kind of this, um, transition from coffee drinking to water drinking a lot earlier than normal. Wow. Okay. So that's an area where I need some help Yeah. because (laughs) I'll have a coffee mug that has gone totally cold I don't often make that transition to water or tea or something else um, when I should. And then I end up, you know, kind of trying to catch up on my water. So good for you. 
This is exciting. I want to hear more about what you discovered. I want to hear about what's going well and about what you want more of in the coming weeks. And we're going to continue to build on this process. You know, you started on a Wednesday. And so, you know, you're a few days in. And um, and I wonder, have you seen anything that has been a pattern for you in the past week that you've been practicing this? Uh, my whole family is getting more into a routine. And that's really helpful for me because if there's less chaos going on with the entire family, then I'm more able to do what I need to do for myself because my stuff is always the first to go if something's going wrong. Mm -hmm. So creating that whole family routine, making sure everybody's on the same page, then that just sets myself up for success to be able to reach what I want to do. So if somebody's listening to this right now and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, yes, I need to do that. What's your advice? Just do it. Don't put it off. Don't wait any longer. You have to take a step today, even if it's a baby step. Just figuring out what that what that first step is and doing it and not waiting any longer. And that's where we are, guys. We're in January. We're still at the beginning of the year. And the baby steps are cumulative. You know, you take one, you take the next one, you take the next one. And every once in a while, kind of look back over your shoulder to reflect on how far you've come. You know, it, they they build on each other quickly when you give them space and you and you let them happen and you don't worry too much about the next one you just take it you yeah. just keep going you have to excellent all right so i as we go through this episode we're going to be hearing also about what else you want to bring in what you're ready for next and start to look forward into what we might what you might identify as some potential challenges and so we can start to make some plans for how you'll be able to navigate those and work around them yeah i can't wait well, I'm excited for you. Okay, so um, when we come back from the break, we're going to dive into a few different ways that you can frame your goals um, for the new year. A lot of times you've probably heard about SMART goals. I've got a little bit of a twist on that for you. Um, so stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, and I'm here with my friend Alex. We're deep into the Alex Project, and I can't wait to share the rest with you. Stay with us. Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather, and I'm so excited to announce that my book is ready for you to pre-order. It's called Happy Healthy You, Breaking the Rules for a Well-Balanced Life. I wrote this book because the healthy living to-do list is short and simple. Eat healthy, exercise, get some rest, and don't stress out. But knowing and doing are two different things, so help is here. We're going to explore how to understand your values and priorities, set boundaries, create a true vision for your life, and enjoy the benefits of healthy living right now. 
It's a 52-week guide, your path to finding a healthy lifestyle that suits your unique needs. Each entry includes a story with inspiration and advice, as well as a journaling prompt, weekly assignment, and reflection questions. I can't wait for you to read it. It'll be in stores May 2022, but you can pre-order it now wherever books are sold. Welcome back. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. This is the place, guys. We're not crying. (laughs) We're not worried. Oh, but we are smiling. We're smiling because we're talking to Alex today about the way that she is writing the script for her own life in 2022. She noticed the messages that her body was sending. She heard the the sirens. She saw the flares. And for once, she took notice. She listened. She believed what she discovered about her life and took action on starting to change it. And we're at the very, very beginning. And in our last segment, we we recapped a little bit about what she's working on with life balance and with time for self-care and with challenging herself with new things. And um, I gave you guys a little bit of a hint about what we're going to talk about next. And that is when it comes time to actually set your goals. I, as a health coach, I work with people every single day about setting goals and setting action steps. And it's a big part of what I do. But it's not the first thing, you know, at at the beginning of the year, um, there's a lot of talk and pressure about what are your goals? What are your goals? What are your goals? And I want to pause before setting goals and find out what are you ready for? What are you craving? What are you curious about? What do you want? I talked a little bit in the last segment about SMART goals. If you haven't heard about SMART goals, then um, pick up the rock that you've been under because (laughs) you've probably heard about this at work, (laughs) in the gym, (laughs) with anybody. SMART goals, specific, measurable, action-oriented. Some people might say that the A stands for achievable. Realistic. Some people might say that the R stands for relevant and time-bound. Um, You've probably heard that it's important to know your why. You've probably heard that it's important to have goals that are measurable, goals that are realistic. And all of that is good advice. You know, I I want you to slow down and think about those things. You know, think about what you intend to do and how you can set yourself up for success. But sometimes in the rush to set goals and jump into action steps, we, we kind of ignore an important step, and that's understanding how ready we are for change in the first place. You know, that's a big part of um, my job as a, as a coach is, is holding myself back, pulling the reins on myself and being patient enough to discover what somebody is ready for. Because sometimes I can see a lot of potential and I want, I want to get to that, but I have to wait until they're ready and those pieces come together for themselves. And so as I've learned how to not rush things for myself and for my clients, I've noticed three clues that might help you be able to tell what you're ready for. 
So here's the first one. You know you're ready for change when you see the signals everywhere. If you can think back to um, the very first time you drove your brand new car and you probably saw people with the same car all over the road. <laughs> if you're pregnant, you see pregnant women everywhere. <laughs> You know, whatever you've been thinking about suddenly shows up in your life. Mm -hmm. And I really feel strongly that when you start seeing the same patterns and the same things over and over and over, that is a signal that you're ready to jump into something related to that. And sometimes it's something that you bring in and it's something. sometimes it's something that um, that shows up. You may notice more people walking in your neighborhood. You may notice that you know, you're know you drawn to the produce section of the grocery store. You might notice that you, know, you kind of steer your car in a certain direction. This is not by accident, I don't think. You know, I think that our eternal self steers us towards and helps us see what we're ready for in life. Pay attention to that, guys. Pay attention to what shows up. Second, some of the old things that you used to do just aren't fun anymore. When the thrill is gone, it's time to change. That is a signal that it's it doesn't suit you anymore. It might not fit you anymore. I like to um, explore breweries when I travel. I really like to look for local beer. I like to, you know, kind of you know, sink into local flavors. And that's just something that my husband and I like to do. And the splurge of having a delicious thick stout feels like it's decadent and special. But after like a week of that on vacation, <laughs> I'm done. It's yeah. not fun anymore. And then I know it's time to get back mm -hmm. to my regular routine. Notice when you feel like you're going through the motions. Notice when the thrill is gone. That's a signal from your life that it's time to change. Take the hint. Stop pressing repeat on a habit that's run its course. Pay attention. It's okay to pivot. And the third way to tell that you're ready for change and start to think about what you're ready for is when the first step feels like a no-brainer. And this is really where it starts to get personal because for some people, the first step is doing something dramatic. And for others, the first step is something really subtle. Whatever that first step is for you, sometimes it sounds like in your brain, I just need to blank. Or next week, I'm going to blank. You fill in that blank with words, and those words are your first step. How you take that is, is up to you, but listen to what those words are, because that's part of believing what your body is telling you. And so when you start noticing these things, when you see it in your environment, when you start noticing that you're not having as much fun with something, and when you keep telling yourself that you're going to do something soon, pay attention to those details because those are clues to what those SMART goals can be. So Alex... When you think about these things and you think about your readiness for change, you've identified some things already. I wonder what's your next no-brainer first step? And another way of asking that question is what do you want more of? Well, you know, the first step was setting that schedule 
and um, setting the work hours, setting the lunch hours. Um, that was the first step. In addition to that, or, or to grow that, I would really like to just keep building on that routine and really make it a just like to where I don't even have to think about it, mm -hmm. where it's not even like maybe I don't need the reminder on my phone anymore because mm -hmm. I'm just so used to it that I just get up and do it each day. And then that kind of allows my brain to focus on, you know, other things or new things that I want to accomplish. But but really dialing into that routine, getting it set in stone so that I don't have to worry about, am I missing lunch right now? <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. So looking for more, uh, more consistency, yes. more momentum, mm -hmm. you know, to allow that habit to ingrain itself so that it's part of your routine and you no longer have to have a, a beeping sound that distracts you from work and reminds you that it's time to shift into something else. Right. Yeah. So I had an interesting conversation with somebody today who during the holidays... Um, really dug in and, and um, indulged herself in all of the holiday food, you know, and had all of the rich, um, you know, desserts and, and, you know, just kind of like different from her regular routine. Yeah. And she discovered that she really missed having fresh fruit. She hadn't had anything ah. fresh for a while. And she said, I really missed it. And I, I noticed it. And that was a clue that she had actually created a lifestyle change. Wow. When noticing that she missed having something in her life means that it is an ingrained part that's usually there. Right. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what you want to create. Yes. Yes. Where you protect that time. Mm -hmm. All right. So how do you feel like you can build that momentum? What needs to happen? Well, I just need to keep showing up every day and doing it. So that's that's one part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, getting the family on board and, you know, um, kind of figuring out their routine. Like I was saying before, if chaos is happening with them, it's not very likely that I'm going to get my stuff done. So finding a routine for them that works in order to help myself continue my routine, um, I think that would be really helpful. Uh, consistency is always something I've really struggled with. I like, you know, I see the shiny new thing and that looks so cool. And then it's really hard to stay focused sometimes for me. So just building that consistency, showing up every day to where I can say, you know what, I, I've been doing this and I'm doing good at it. And it's, you know, I can keep this up. That's what I want to be able to do. Something that I noticed um, when you said, you know, you're just easily distracted by shiny things. <laughs> and it's, it's hard to sometimes, you know, kind of, Get yourself back into the zone that you feel like you need to be in and that you've decided to be in. When we come back, I've got an idea for you that might help make that easier. I'm excited. Yes. Okay. So, guys, stay with us. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. We're working on the Alex Project, and we'll be right back.
Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather from Heather Solves Everything. I want to thank my sponsor, Kyleen and Ryan Studios, a local husband and wife photography team who specialize in weddings and portraits of all kinds. Whatever special event you have coming up, they're your photographers for life. With a combined 32 years of professional photography experience, their unique perspectives shine through in every image you see. Find out more at KyleenAndRyan.com. That's KyleenAndRyan.com. Welcome back. We've got lots of love. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. And it's all about love for yourself, for your life, about creating the path that you want to be traveling in 2022. I'm here with my friend Alex, and we are just at the very beginning of her journey, and she's already taking some really big steps, and I love it. And in the last segment, we talked about some of the signals that you're ready for change, and um, and then how to know what the next first step is going to be like that the very first beginning and then you know Alex reflected on needing to build up some momentum through consistency and I love that because momentum is one of the keys to success you know if you can just keep going a lot of times I'm I'm coaching um, people around the idea of scaling the ball if you've got to keep the ball rolling but we've got to get the ball to the right size so that it can keep rolling and it's got to be within scale to the rest of your life and um, Alex mentioned that she's easily distracted by what we might call shiny objects yes so you've identified You've got this structure. You've created your work hours mm-hmm. and you've created this time in the middle right. for you. And you you know that for your big picture vision goals to be achieved, having this structure is really important. And so you want to honor that mm-hmm. and, and, and really give yourself some time to build Stay up focused. momentum. Yeah. <laughs> but ideas come in. They do. And they distract you. Yes. And how could that be a problem? Well, you know, you end up with half-finished projects. You don't feel good about yourself. And um, I just, I I always have great ideas and I want to do everything. And I mean, I'm an overachiever, so I just want to do all the things all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> That's my biggest struggle here. <laughs> Guys, so just a little bit behind the scenes thing here. I refer to Alex as my little sister. <laughs> Because she is a so many ways a, a younger version of me, mm-hmm. and um, many times her life experiences are like I've been there, done that. Yeah, and so I get that, and I love it because then I have someone to look up to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good! I hope I'm a good example. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so tell me, uh, what would be an example of a shiny object for you? What typically gets your attention, distracts oh. you? Well, I know this is really going to be a surprise to you, but <laughs> self-care projects are just really intriguing to me. I love the thought of being a better me. It helps me. It helps other people. And so I'll start a project, but then, you know, life hits and I might not finish it. And I just, um, you know, I want to work harder on staying focused and not getting so distracted. Um, I might be able to accomplish those things, but not at the same time. 
Mm, that was something we talked about in the last episode about, you know, recognizing that there's a lot of things that you could do, but mm-hmm. you can't do them all at once. No. You have to prioritize. Right. So what do you do to um, get yourself back focused on what you've decided is your priority? Um, I mean, a lot of times I just have to take a moment, <laughs> honestly, to just think about what is the most important thing right now. And that really helps me put things back into perspective. How does it feel when you push that shiny object aside and get back into the area that you've decided to focus on? You know, sometimes it stinks because I just, again, I want to do everything all the time. And um, I feel like I'm missing out. Maybe a little bit of FOMO. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's what made me wonder whether or not you have a parking lot in your office. Mm, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about this parking lot. I have the same problem that you do. I get a lot of ideas during the day. And um, if I stopped and started working on different projects every 10 minutes, I wouldn't get nothing done. And, you know, you know how how that feels. And so I decided to build a parking lot in my office. And this might work for you, too. I have a piece of paper where I have drawn, like, a grid. It looks like a parking lot. Like there's a line and then I've got like other lines that intersect. So there's little parking spaces and you can imagine this being a parking lot. And when I have an idea that comes in and wants my attention and it's fun and I like like it, I want to explore that. But I can't, I'm in this other zone right now that I've already decided is the priority for right now. I'll put it in the parking lot and I'll literally write it in one of the spaces. I really like that. And then, you know, the next time that it happens, I have to have a lot of spaces. Yeah. (laughs) I write it in the next space. (laughs) And then later, you're able to revisit that and um, and go back to the parking lot and and explore those ideas. Now, sometimes you'll notice when you go back to the parking lot, some of those ideas have driven away. They were a fleeting thought that were just kind of like, oh, that's fun. And and it doesn't really hold anything for you. It's driven away. You don't care anymore. And then there are some that are really still parked there and they want your attention. And for those that are still there at the end of the day, maybe put them on your list for you know a brainstorming time you know, so that you don't have to feel like you're missing out or that you're worried you're going to forget, but that you don't necessarily need to put energy into it now when you've decided that you're working on a different project i really like that i think that's genius okay yeah you think you'll try i'll try it okay yeah excellent i'm looking forward to hearing what ends up in your parking lot i'm gonna put it in my parking lot okay later i love it (laughs) i love it we're not gonna talk about it right now okay so um thank you for pointing out to me that in um, our last episode i had a slip of the tongue and said that we were setting alex's goals for 2002 (laughs) Instead of 2022. And I thought about editing that out. And um, and then I decided, no, I like that idea. I want to go back to 2002 and do some reflection on what, what was Alex like in 2002? Well, in 2002, I was nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> I So not, okay, so if Alex <laughs> is my little sister, uh, she actually could be my daughter. <laughs> Let's just have that that frame (laughs) of reference right there. So I was nine years old. I lived in Iowa. Okay. Much different than Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. I would have been in third grade. 
And do you want to know a little bit about my goals or what I, I want to know to be? everything, <laughs> everything. I actually had to ask my mom this because okay. it was like, I think it's one of those ages where like maybe you don't hold the recollection, but mm-hmm. someone else does. Oh, sure. So I asked my mom and she was like, well, you, um, you wanted to be president. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that was my goal. I was going to be president. My Of the United States. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My great grandma <laughs> said. If you want to be a president, you can be president. I'll vote for you. And I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So um, so now sitting here saying I'm an overachiever, <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing now looking back that it was there all along. And um, I'm not the president and I don't have that goal anymore. But I think that was really uh, showing for me to to realize like this overachieving part of me has always been there. I've always wanted to do great things. You've always thought big. Yeah. And you are the president of your own company now. Yes, I am. And I'm the president of my household. I guess maybe, you know, president, vice president, not so much with my (laughs) husband. We're more equal, but, you know. Co-president. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's what I was going for. So when you think about nine-year-old Alex who wanted to be the president or who at least identified with the reality that you could be president, mm-hmm. you had what it took. You know, you had that in the frame of reference for things you could do. Yeah. And then you think about now, 29-year-old Alex, mm-hmm. um, how, do, how do you feel that that Venn diagram is, is overlapping? Where do you see overlap for yourself now? Um. Just, uh, I guess, wanting to be a part of my community. Mm-hmm. I want to be, um, I really like to know everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm a very social butterfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, always have been. And, you know, I might not be president, but I, you know, I can make an impact and be a really, you know, integral part of the community without having that that big you know, title. I'm so glad that you can see the way that that idea that you had a nine-year-old reference of the world, you know, you had a nine-year-old understanding of the world and that being the president felt like an appropriate job for you because you (laughs) had the skills for that. And now as an adult, it's translated into community involvement and Mm -hmm. connecting with people and being a leader and, you know, and and also being the president of, you know, your life and of your company and and being a co-president of your family family. And I I wanted to dig into that because I think it's really important and helpful for us to take a take a moment to reflect back on the goals and aspirations that we had when we were younger. And then without judgment, you know, from a place of curiosity and a place of of awareness, um, you know, see how how we have changed or how we're the same and and how we are evolving into the person that we're meant to be and sometimes that means letting go of who we thought we had to be Mm -hmm. and and choosing to to change the course or stay on the course and i'm so excited to see that for you oh my gosh y'all this is getting really good when we come back i want to ask some questions for you about your new year's resolutions we'll be right back stay with us Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where we tap into your intrinsic strengths to solve the everyday problems of life. And I need your help. If you've got a problem that needs solving, let me know. 
It just might make it to the show. Go to CoachHealthyHeather.com and click on Solve My Problems. Submit your idea, send it to me, and you never know, it might end up being on an episode of Heather Solves Everything. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with President Alex. Hello. (laughs) When she was nine years old, she wanted to be the president of the United States and did not see any reason why that couldn't happen. So here we are giving you your proper due. Thank you. (laughs) All my dreams have come true now. (laughs) When I was a kid, this might blow your mind, I wanted to be a talk show host. I just... I mean, I don't know where you got that from. (laughs) I was obsessed with the idea, and I would watch Oprah. I would watch (laughs) Sally. I watched Donahue. I mean, that was before you were even born. You don't even know who that is. Oprah's the only one that I know out of that bunch. (laughs) And I would study and um, and and watch how they how they interviewed people and how they how they organized their shows and um, and I also wanted to be on the Prize Patrol for. Publisher's Clearing House. So before you were even born, Ed McMahon would have the Publisher's Clearing House and they would go to people's houses who had won giant amounts of money and announce to them that they had won. And I was completely captivated by the idea that that could be a job, giving people good news. <laughs> and so look where we are. I've, I've combined having, you know, talking all the time, asking curious questions, and giving people good news all the time, helping them see how they've won the, the, the jackpot of life That's so awesome. and creating their own jackpot. So there you go, guys. Think back to what you wanted to be when you were a kid and, and look for ways that, that that is in your life now or how you can bring it in because that's when you were at your most authentic self. Awesome. So um, guys, I have a question for you. I can't imagine that anybody has asked this question of you yet. Do you make New Year's resolutions? I hear such yes and no answers. People either always make resolutions or nah, I don't do that. I just live each day as it comes. And um, I'm definitely a res. I don't know that I'm a resolution maker, but I'm definitely a goal maker. I'm a plan maker. I love goals. Yeah, I like. I don't. I sometimes I will resolve to do something different, or I will resolve to do something new. Um, but I don't really. At the beginning of the year, I sit down and I I allow those things to come to me. You know, like what's coming to me. And um, but I I wonder for our listeners that. If you do make goals, resolutions, plans, ideas, whatever it is, I'll willing to bet that they fall into a few different categories of excitement. I'm, I'm guessing there are some that are you are ready, you are so excited for. They're sitting right next to you, and you can't wait to start. And um, that I'll, you know, you're just like can't wait for the January first or whatever day it is that you decide is going to be the day because you're ready to go. And I'll bet that there are some others that you might not be as enthusiastic about. They might be something like, um, you know, what you feel like you should do. You know, I think about these as being like, like knickknacks that you get as a gift and you have to keep. Yeah. And you can just keep bringing it <laughs> into the next year. And you feel like you should put it up somewhere, but you don't really want to. It doesn't really serve a purpose in your life. <laughs> and so some of those goals usually start with, I should, or... 
hopefully I'll do this thing. A lot of times we feel kind of ambivalent because we don't really see the value of the outcome. Uh, you're just not that into it or, you know, it's just not something that sparks interest for you. And so our confidence is pretty low, but it's like, you know, yeah, I should do that. So I wonder where which category you're in. If you notice that there are some things that you're so excited about, you can't can't wait to do, and then some that you feel like you should. I want to examine these a little bit more closely. And then I'm going to encourage you to give up on them. <laughs> Just spoiler alert. So let's start with the first one because that one's more fun. The goal that you're excited about, the one that you're highly confident that you're going to be successful at. I wonder why, what makes you so confident? What makes you so sure? What is it about that that makes you know that you're going to be able to pull it off and it's going to be a slam dunk? And don't skip to a wimpy answer like, I just know. I really want you to think about why this is it for you, why this is the time to take action, what it is that has brought you to the place of being so ready for this. And like for Alex, it was, you know, noticing the signs, the physical signs in her body that it was time for change and then desiring it, desiring something enough to start shifting towards it. And then I want you to write that down, write down what that reason is, and then read it. That's a really powerful way to ingrain it into your life. Pick up a pen or a pencil, physically write it on a piece of paper, read it, maybe even speak it. Really notice what that is and believe what you've got. Now I want you to to shift over to the one that you feel like you should do or the one that you kind of hope will happen. You know, it's important, it's valuable, you know, you know it would be a good idea, but you're you're just kind of doing it because it feels like a little bit of an obligation. And I wonder why is that? Can you think back to experiences that have made you doubt your ability or doubt why that's valuable? Are you missing a skill or a strength that's preventing you from feeling like you are ready to take that on? I wonder what would it need to happen for that thing that you can appreciate would be valuable to turn into something that you're actually excited about. Can you think about what would shift that from I should to I'm going to? I wonder whether you could write that down too and whether you could read that and really speak that into existence in your life. Once you've got those, those things written down, I want you to kind of poke around at them a little bit more. So this area where you've identified, yeah, if this was different, then, you know, it'd be more fun. Is there anything there that you can work with? Like, is, is, are you willing to do that? Is there a skill you can acquire? Is there something that you can do to make that actually happen so that the thing you feel like you should do is actually something that you want to do? I really challenge you to investigate this. And if the answer is no, I, I really wonder whether or not you can abandon that, whether you can take that knickknack and put it back in 2021 and be done with that and allow yourself to move forward. So I wonder here at the beginning of January what you're excited about. I wonder what you feel obligated to do. I wonder whether or not you can 
take that obligation idea and make it something that you want to do. And if it's still in the category of I'm just not into it, maybe like put it in the way back of the parking lot and uh, forget about it for a while. So I'm curious to hear what comes from that. If you discover something that you want to share, connect with me on Facebook. Look for Heather Solves Everything on Instagram. Also, you can find me as Coach Healthy Heather. I want to hear what those ideas are for you. And um, maybe we can talk through them in a future episode. Now, Alex, you're at the very beginning of this. You're about a week into your journey here. And when we get back together, it's going to be a month from now. And so I, I wonder, what do you want to be celebrating in a month? Well, I think uh, one of the main things that I would like to celebrate at the end of this first month is saying that I have cooked dinner. <laughs> that was something that I mentioned um, in the first episode, right. is that I want to cook dinner so that I'm... I, I find a lot of joy out of cooking. I, I'm able to feed my family that way, have, you know, special time with them during dinner, and then I have leftovers the yeah. next day for lunch. So that's something that hasn't quite worked out this week. Okay. And I would really like to work a little bit harder on that because I'm eating, you know, kind of somewhat healthy frozen meals, but that's it's just not bringing me the joy. Um, so I want to really make sure that I'm, I'm cooking those meals I have those leftovers. I have the the memories with my family sitting at the table, talking about our day and enjoying the food. Well, the adults will enjoy the food. The kids will probably <laughs> complain about it, but it's okay. That's okay. Um, so that's that's something that I really want to celebrate. And then just getting a little bit more outside time. Um, the weather's been a little bit funky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hot one day, it's cold another, but I just want to make sure I'm getting out there and getting some fresh air. Working from home, you know, you just kind of get stuck inside. So that's something else I'd like to work on. Oh, I love it. The cooking is is such a rich and layered goal for you because it incorporates so many elements of your vision. You know, time, you know, doing something that you truly enjoy, time with your family, and it feeds right into you know, the, the lunch hour being prepared so that you don't have to scramble around. And so that is, that's going to be, oh gosh, I was, my brain just said the meat and potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I mean, gosh, food is so much, right? It's, yeah. It has so many different wonderful things. Different and wonderful things. That's what it's all about, guys. We did it. We solved another problem. We're on the Ooh. path to solving problems. We're out of time for today, but tune in next week. And subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you can get the latest episodes as soon as they're here. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope that something great happens for you today. I'm Coach Healthy Heather, and I'm always here to help you solve everything. To connect with Heather and find out more about today's show, just look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. With a little help from your friends, you can solve everything, too. 